Hallelujah. If you don't mind, let's uh, stand. And we're going to read a scripture before we go into our first song. It's Psalm 107. In Psalm 107, it says, Let everyone give all their praise and thanks to the Lord. Here's why. He's better than anyone could ever imagine. Yes, he's always loving and kind, and his faithful love never ends. So go ahead and let everyone know it. Tell the world how he broke through and delivered you from the power of darkness and has gathered us together from all over the world. He has set us free to be his very own. Some of us once wandered in the wilderness like desert nomads with no true direction or dwelling place. Starving, thirsting, staggering, we became desperate and filled with despair. Then we cried out, Lord, help us, rescue us, and he did. He led us out by the right way until we reached a suitable city to dwell in. So lift your hands and thank God for his marvelous kindness, for all his miracles of mercy for those he loves. How he satisfies the souls of thirsty ones and fills the hungry with goodness. Some of us once sat in darkness, living in the dark shadows of death. We were prisoners to our pain and chained to our regrets. For we rebelled against God's word and rejected the wise counsel of God Most High. So he humbled us through our circumstances, watching as we stumbled with no one there to pick us back up. Our own pain became our punishment. Then we cried out, Lord, help us. Rescue us, and he did. His light broke through the darkness, and he led us out in freedom from death's dark shadow and snapped every one of our chains. So lift your hands and give thanks to God for his marvelous kindness, for his miracles of mercy for those he loves. He smashed through heavy prison doors and shattered the steel bars that held us back just to set us free. So we're going to dance on the chains. The chains that held us bound, chains of sin, chains of darkness, chains of anxiety, chains of sickness, and we're going to bring freedom. We're going to declare freedom in this house, freedom in your lives, in Jesus' name.
Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. I will worship you, Father. Your name will be on my lips every day of my life because you are worthy of all praise, Jesus. You are worthy of all honor, all glory. Everything I have, you are worth it. You're worthy of everything, Jesus. And we love you and I will worship you in this place. If I'm the only one here, I will worship you and lift my voice to you. And we welcome you, Father. I welcome you, Jesus. We welcome you in this place. And we lift our voices to you. And we say thank you this morning. We're going to tell you how awesome you are this morning. We sing holy to your name. We sing you are worthy. You are so majestic and you are so beautiful. There is no one like you, Jesus. There is no one like you. No one. No thing. No person. You are all. You are everything, Jesus.
Sometimes the only thing between you and your breakthrough is you. There's going to be times in your life where you don't hear the music, you don't, you don't have that feeling like, like things are going well, and you're just going to have to worship Him. You're going to find yourself in a position where you just need to cry out to Him, and that's it. I want you to practice that this morning, because you're not always going to have the lights in the show and the music. You need to find your spot where you can just say, Lord, I love you, and worship Him. So this morning, let's spend some time right here. Man, cry out to him. Any way you want to cry out to him, you cry out to him. But this is between you and him. This is not about all the other stuff. So I want to stay there. I want to go right in whatever you're doing. Let's just worship him this morning. Because you are the only one stopping you right now from having a breakthrough in your life. To having that, 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 that feeling that you always want to experience. You're stopping yourself. I feel that this morning. You are the blockade to what's trying to happen. So come on, let's break down these walls and just worship him this morning. Come on. Oh, sing holy.
start to worship because it reminds me of everything he brought me out of. And if you can think about the stuff he brought out of you, you would worship him. If you would actually remember what he brought you out of, you would worship him. And nothing would stop you from worshiping him. Oh, we have to be thankful this morning. 
Oh, be thankful this morning. Just remember what he did for you. Remember what he did for you. Remember how you got here. Oh, holy. Oh, we love you, Father. We love you, we love you, we love you. We're so thankful. We're so thankful. I just want you to, wherever you're at, just sit there and just start thinking back to the times he's just showed up in your life. The times you were crying out and he showed up and the times when you didn't even know he was there and he just made things happen. Could have been just comforting you. Could have been healing you. Could have been saving your marriage. Could have been a financial blessing. Come on, we serve a good, good God. And we can't forget those times. We can never let those times pass. Don't forget that. Let that remind you how good he is. Oh, come on. Come on, we worship him this morning. That's who we're worshiping. Come on. you up this morning. We worship you this morning. You're holy and beautiful, wonderful, so faithful. We love you, Lord. Have your way in this house right now. Have your way. Touch every heart in this house right now. Everybody in every seat in this house. Touch every one of them, Father. Right now, we declare you're touching cars that are driving by right now, Lord that are on the highway, Lord. They don't know what's going on, but they can feel the presence, your presence as they drive by, Lord. Touch them right now. Let them feel your love. Be saturated in his love this morning, y'all. Be saturated in his love because he loves you. Oh, holy is your name. We thank you, Father. We thank you. We just lift you up this morning. We give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, we can get louder than that. We can worship him. We can tell him how much. Come on. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Go ahead and spend some time. Tell somebody else how much you love them because that's part of this. So love on somebody. We'll be right back.
All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I gave you extra time. Some of you kept worshiping. That's pretty good. Come on, brother. Rest of y'all just need to come on in here. Oh, man. You guys doing good this morning? All right, that's good. That was not, you know, that really did not sell it. There we go. Thank you, Kyle. Kyle's always doing good, if you don't know. That's good stuff. Ah, all right, everybody's coming back in. Good. It's okay. We don't need them all here. We can do this without everybody. I don't mind that. So good morning, y'all. Um, good to be home. Good to see y'all. Um, yeah, I, I missed y'all, but it seemed like, I mean, I was here last week. It wasn't like I missed anything. But I missed y'all through the week. Missed you at prayer. Missed you at all our gatherings and everything going on here. So uh, it's, it's good to be home. So if you are new here, uh, I am DJ along with my wife, Jules. We just, uh, we get the pastor here at the gathering place and we love this family and uh, we're excited to see what God's doing. So if you want to know more about what he's doing, just fill out a connect card. Let us know you were here so we can get that information and uh, reach out to you, pray for you, answer any questions you need. But that's about all we want to do with that is reach out to you. If you want more information about what's going on, you can simply download our app. You can go to our website. Uh, for all our gatherings and everything going on where we can get together and, and, and do life together and, and small groups and all the other stuff that happens here um, to be a family the way we are. So uh, you can go ahead and get that anytime you want. We'll have information out there for you. Um, we did have a good morning this morning. Uh, we had our kingdom classes. So Jim and Karen Ward, come on, we love you guys. And it must have been good because you kept some people a long time over there. Like they just didn't want to leave. Oh, you had food. That's what it was. See, we, I was wondering. I was looking around going, where is everybody? And then they all come in. And, Brother, you ain't even got to preach. Like, you, you simply say, Miss Karen brought some food, and everybody just shows up. We're going to try that on a Sunday. <laughs> so good. So good. But, yeah, if you want to know, Kingdom class is 9 o'clock every, every Sunday. These are more in-depth teaching, so it's stuff that I might not cover up here all the time, but it's wonderful stuff. So, uh, one, it, it, this is what we like to teach. This is how we like to teach. So you're not only going to get your stuff on Sunday morning, but like I said, this is a little more in depth. So next week we have Mama Rachel's going to be teaching on some Bible study tips. And I don't know what they are yet, but they're tips. Tips are good. <laughs> so, let, let, you know, I, she's going to get with me this week and fill me in because I'll be excited to, to know that. Anytime we talk about Bible studies, anytime we talk about how to share the word, any, any of that stuff that's so important in our walk. Um, so, that, so that we can get stronger. You know, our job is to do what? Equip up. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to equip the saints. We're trying to equip you up to do ministry. And all this stuff helps. So that's powerful. So I appreciate everybody that teaches. Uh, we're excited about that. And I'm not going to talk about anything else um, with those. Let's just pray because I want to get into service this morning. So, Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. Ah, I just thank you for today. Father God, I thank you for what you're doing, not only here, but in the world, Lord. I thank you that you don't forget anybody. You don't leave anybody alone. Whew. We love you, Lord. Come on, touch my heart. Let it be all you this morning. All you, Father. None of me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Woo. I'm a little filled up, y'all. So... This is not going to be a normal day. So if you're new here, come back next week. <laughs> oh. But I'm just a little, got a little wrecked this whole week. Um, for those that know, um, 
I have not been here. I left Monday. We got done with service last Sunday, and, and I took off Monday morning and went on a mission trip down to Mexico with Brother Bo. Um, yeah, it was, it was powerful. Um, got to go up and preach the gospel in places that never heard the gospel. Um, so worst part about that whole thing was the fact that I don't speak Spanish. There wasn't a whole lot of translators. So when Brother Bo was talking, I was just sitting there. I had no clue what he was saying. And I couldn't talk to anybody else. So it was like the Lord forced me to listen. So, so he positioned me this week to listen. Now, that's not what I did because that's not how it works. When you go on a mission trip, you go and you preach and, and you share. And we did that um, through a delay and everything else. Man, we crammed in like six services, seven services in three days, driving hours and hours and hours and hiking mountains to try to get to people that need to hear the gospel. So I got to share, but then I just had to listen. And I couldn't even turn and tell a joke to somebody. I couldn't ask somebody how they was doing. I could, so I just had to sit there and feel the presence of the Holy Ghost and be around them to love on them and feel that. So that's what I got to do this week. So coming home, one, I'm kind of filled up. And two, I have a lot of words. A lot of words. Like they're stored up. They say like something like 30,000 words a day. I don't know. I was gone for five days. Yeah, uh, it's just, it was, it was, it was just crazy. And uh, who I really felt sorry for was the young man that was flying back from Dallas to Montgomery that sat next to me. Because he was the first one to sit next to me that didn't speak Spanish. And I told him about our whole trip. I warned him first. I said, I ain't talked to anybody in a week. So I was like, oh, man. I said, but I won't talk the whole time. I completely lied to him. <laughs> that poor guy, if you're watching, he's going to be a, a Apache, he's an Apache pilot that will be de- deploying out, and I got to spend some time with him. Um, so, yeah, if you're watching, man, thanks for watching this morning. We'll give you a shout-out. Be safe. Um, but, yeah, uh, how many people have been on a mission trip? One, two, three. I got a couple hands up. Awesome. Four. Man. How many people are interested in missions? Good. I'm glad I saw more. Like I said, today, I don't know about too much preaching, but I can tell you I want to share this morning kind of about everything that went on and everything I dealt with and what the Holy Ghost is doing and what he does, even when you don't understand it and when you can't speak the language and you can't do anything, he's still moving. He moves in a powerful way. So I'm excited to see that many people that want to understand the mission field, what that looks like. Because here, it's not just going overseas, y'all. We got a mission field right here. Okay. So, but there's a huge, huge mission outside our borders. Um, We're just very privileged. You just need to understand that. I don't know how else to say that, but we are some, some very privileged people, and we don't take advantage of that, so um, I wish it was different, but it isn't. So I will share, um, I'm going to get into it here in a second, but I just want you to get some scripture out of the way, <laughs> so I'll make sure that I don't talk all day without giving you scripture. So you got your Bibles, open them up to Acts 1. 8, Acts 1, 8. And I'm going to wait like this because when you preach out in the field and in the villages, you wait. 
because one, I got a translator trying to tell people what I did, and then two, they're trying to open a Bible sometimes for the first time and figure out where do I find that. And you let them find it, because if you don't find it on a Bible, something's wrong. Like, I don't even like throwing stuff up on the screen right now. You should find it. You should have your Bible. You should have a Bible app. You should be looking in something going, this is how I read my Bible every day. But if you don't have that, I understand. We'll put it up on the screen. They don't have screens out there. <laughs> you just wait until everybody's looking at you like, are you going to say something? So we're going to be in Acts 1, 8. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witness, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and Samaria, and in the ends of the earth. And in the ends of the earth. This is talking about in your city. This is talking about in your state, in your nation, and in the world. That's what that is. And this is what he says is going to happen when the Holy Ghost falls on you. And this is what he was telling the apostles as they were sitting. He said, the Holy Ghost is going to fall on you, and you're going to go spread the gospel. Okay? And, and, and the gospel can be confusing for some people if they don't know all the terminology and what that really means. But I can tell you a lot of you, because I know you, you just live it. It's not that difficult. It's not that difficult to share the gospel because we live it each and every day. And uh, so I wanted to get that out there because we are called to the mission field. But I don't want you to get confused. You know, it's not just, okay, I got to go overseas. And I, there's a huge need there. But I tell you, we serve the same God here that they do in Mexico. And there's the same devil here that there is in Mexico. It's no different. There's no special thing because they're in a, in a spot where they don't have a lot of money. You know, who, they don't care about They don't know what this looks like. They grew up having what they have. So don't feel sorry for them that they don't have stuff. They don't know what that is. Feel sorry for them because they don't hear the gospel. That's the problem. They grew up in a system in the areas we were in where everything's run by a Catholic church and a priest that abuses people, that charges people money, that they run the entire city. And it's based on fear. It's not based on the gospel. That's different. Because if that's what you believe your whole life, you might not end up where you think you're ending up. So it's important. It's important to go out and share and let people know that it's different than what they've ever heard. Okay, because, but I'm telling you, it's the same. We have the same thing right here. We got a lot of people that say they go to church, but they're not Christians. They might attend church, but they're not Christians. I'm just, it's crazy. You know, down there, they're just lucky to attend. They don't get to attend church. You go to them. Church has to go to them. And then it's up to them to study and read and and worship and pray until you come back. That's serious. They just can't pick up the phone and, and schedule an appointment with the pastor if, they're, if they need prayer. They got to have faith built in them, have faith in him and surrender to him and pray to him. And, just, and I've seen it. I saw it all throughout everything that I saw. So here, the mission field is not just over there. It's here. It's in your schools. It's in your work. Man, it's in your family, your family first. On your mission field, it should be in your family. If your family's not walking and, and talking and living this thing out, something's wrong. Some kids, your mission is to, to, to preach to your parents and show them the gospel. That's how we ended up in church, so I know that can happen. Okay, but, but our goal is to do that within the family, within our schools, within society, within everything, because that's, that's what it is. So 
Um, huh. So let me talk a little bit about this, like what we did, because that's kind of exciting. Um, I'll tell you, it is. I, I've never done that before. So if you think, just, this is what I told them. Look, Bo would introduce me as a pastor from the United States, and they're all like, ooh, this is going to be totally different. Like, we're, we got a pastor here, and I'm like, I'm the same as you. Like, I don't know. And you share your testimony. When you share your testimony of these people, their eyes light up because they're like, I deal with the same thing. It's no different. It's just no different. People hurting and people's marriages that are destroyed and people that have financial difficulties and people that don't know God. And pe- it's no different. The only difference is, is that you have complete access to it on every corner here. If you don't like this one, you go to another one. They don't have that. It takes people going to them to give them that. Other than that, they just live in it. Um, for example, we, uh, uh, Brother Bo told me that um, he used to preach on the radio, which I think Mama, Mama Rachel, if you give me right, like 20,000 people might listen a week. I don't know what he said. He said a large number, a lot. But it wouldn't cost much for him to put his message out on the radio. And he got a call from a guy up in, that lived up in the, in the mountains, and uh, they got saved through his message and had a family and wanted him to come preach to this family and preach to, to them up there. And uh, that's like, what, four hours away to the sisters from your house? Yeah, like four-hour drive. And if you saw on Facebook, we climbed a good mountain. That was the first place we went. We drove out there, and we climbed up a hilly mountain to get to this little tiny hut up on with, with just four sisters in there. And it's just four sisters because by the time Bo got to there to actually preach to them, the husband died. But they're still going strong. I mean, when they need something, they hike down a mountain to go to the store. And I'm not here to preach about what they don't have because that's what she's used to doing. That's normal to her. Like walk up and down a mountain. She had a donkey there. I think she rides a donkey. If I, I don't know. It's there. I don't know if they're going to eat it or what. Because I don't know what I ate. I ate some good stuff, but I don't know what it was. Saw a dead dog laying there, but they didn't know the dog was there. So, um. But, you know, you go up to visit these ladies, and you go in, and they're just so excited to see you, and, and it's all over them. They're glowing. They're glowing because they, they're just hungry. They're hungry to worship. They're hungry to hear the word. They're hungry to be loved by people. Man. You don't have to go in and cheer them on to worship. Like, you don't have to tell them what to do. Like, they're just worshiping. The minute you walk in the door, they're worshiping. They can feel it. And you're just like, wow, this is different. Like, this is a hunger. This is people that's been completely wrecked in their life. And the Holy Ghost came and just completely wrecked them again. And Jesus is their Savior, and they believe. And they don't have anybody else to share that with. So they came up. We had a couple people come up and... They're in the hills, and we got to eat there, which I will say that you eat everywhere you go. I was full all the time. And that was the only food that I didn't like. (laughs) Everything else was delicious. That was like fat and some salsa. It was actually pork rinds that were soaked in salsa. So, yeah. I told myself that as I was eating. I think I have a picture of those. You have a picture of those? I don't know if I gave you that picture, Burr. No? So, yeah, right there. There you go. I thought it was curry when I got up there. I was all excited. It wasn't. That was, that was, those lumps is just pigskin. 
<laughs> that's absorbed in salsa. <laughs> so I got through it the first, you know, five bites as you realize you got to use tortillas with everything. So I was eating as many tortillas as I could. <laughs> and then it, it started changing my mind as I was getting towards the end. I'm like, one more bite of fat. And I'm like, well, I hate fat. Like I cut all the fat off my steak. You know, I can't. Ugh. And I was like, every time I chewed, I was like, oh, it's just fat. I'm just eating fat. And, uh, and Cheo, who is an amazing brother down there that grew up in their family, he was sitting next to me and he would just smile at me. Like he wouldn't eat anything. He would just smile at me until, until I took the first bite of everything. Cause he's had it all. He knows what it is. And he saw me struggling. So at the very last bite, he was like, and I was like, thank you. I was like, man, I don't know how to say all this in Spanish, but I was like loving it. I just kind of slid it to him and he took care of everything. Um, but you know what? They live, there should be another, I don't know if, I don't think I gave another picture of inside there, but either way, this lady, what you see on there is beans and stuff. That's everything she had. She, she pretty much did everything she had. To just be with people who believe like she believes. That's hunger, y'all. That's hunger. She, she's happy. She's not, I mean, you know, a lot of people think mission trips means you go show up and you build them a school or you, or you, you, you see them and you just want to give them a whole bunch of money and all you're doing is putting a Band-Aid on something that can't be fixed without Jesus. And there's nothing wrong with the other stuff. I mean, they need stuff. I mean, that's awesome. If they can build hospitals and all that, great. This was different because they didn't care. They weren't like, oh, man, that's a nice phone. Oh, they don't care about that stuff. All they care about is the Word. All they care about is the Gospel. Um, so... I realized that as I went through this, I was not prepared for what I was going to walk into. I was prepared from the military to do this. Culture didn't shock me. I've, I've been in all kinds of places. I've lived in places like that. that. That's not a problem. So I was perfectly fine with everything I saw and everything. I was not prepared to share my testimony over and over and over again. And people get broke from it. They're just like, wow. And I was getting broke from it because... The stuff you forget that you just, like, as you live your life, you forget some stuff. But, man, when you start sharing, man, every time you go to share it again, God will give you something else for somebody else standing there. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I forgot about that. And then you start sharing it, and you see people just like, wow, that can happen to you too, the pastor from the U.S. Yeah, it can. <laughs> There's power in your testimony, y'all, and you need to understand that. So much power in that. So I got some pictures um, just so you can see. Um, you can click on the next one. I'll talk through them. So this was, they're all scattered. So I'm, this is probably like the third or fourth day. Um, this is several. This isn't like one. They don't have a big church gathering like this. This is not like the normal church gathering. This was that um, brother, uh, I think it was Bloss. Bloss's house is who it was. Um, and he's, he's kind of like a, um, he's a brother there that, um, he, you know, he preaches all the time, but it doesn't have a crowd like this. This is several, several families that traveled hours to get there just because they knew one, there was a baby dedication. You know, I went to, uh, two places where we dedicated babies and we dedicated baby Sunday. It was kind of cool to see how all that was falling together, but there was a baby. In fact, Bloss's baby was dedicated this day, which was absolutely amazing. I know mama Rachel's going to cry because just cause she, she misses them all. Um, yeah, so I just get to share, and this is, I get to share, Brother Bo got to share, and that's what they're there. They're just here to gospel, so, like, they're not all from one place, um, but it was kind of cool, and you're still up in the mountains, so, um, 
just amazing. I saw some people there that they're like, yeah, they were like murderers. And now they're sharing the gospel. And that's powerful. So, uh, and there's a lot of people you, didn't, you just don't see. Uh, or a lot of people that never heard the gospel. They're the same place. And look, you're worshiping. They had somebody up there with a microphone singing. Um, and you're worshiping. And so you're just like, you don't know what they're saying. That's why I'm, I'm telling you that you've got to find a place where you can just worship anytime. Because when you sit there and you're trying to understand words and trying to, I'm looking for a screen for words and all that stuff, man, you, you need to figure out that worship comes from your heart. It is not the words that we're singing on a screen. If you dig deep enough, you can worship through anything. All I did was, I was amazed. I was amazed that somebody like me and where I was 15 years ago was blessed enough to be in a spot like that. I had no clue why God would use me in a spot like that. But it was a blessing. You just stand there and you're like, wow. This is a whole lot bigger than you think. It's a whole lot bigger than just your life changing here and coming in and sitting down and enjoying church once a week and going back thinking, man, I'm saved. Like, this is good. Totally different. Next picture, I don't know. Um, this is this is at uh, Brother Bo and Mama Rachel's house. So we came back and they had a. Uh, um, that's uh, Cheo. He's playing the guitar. That's one of uh, their sons, and uh, that's kind of grew up with them for six years, seven years. How many? It's been a long time. Uh, him and Martine, um, they're running the ministry down there. Twenty six and twenty one. That's them right there, 26 and 21. These guys are some of the most powerful young men I've ever been around. Bo left his, leaves his entire ministry to them. And their job is to go visit all the villages and homes every single week and share the gospel. And they weren't that way when they came to live with them. <laughs> that's sons. That's what that is. That's living in a household with somebody that's a father that wants to raise you the right way. It's like I said, it starts in the home. And now they're doing that. They're the ones that, that's his wife, Michelle, and little Jaden. Jaden's awesome. We played every single day. You say, hola, Jaden, and he runs over to you. Loves on you. But she has amazing testimony that she shared. Um, same thing we deal with in life. Depression, suicide. I'm telling you, it's no different. They're, they're just normal people looking for a way out, and they just can't go run to a Christian church. Um, that's just food. I'm telling you, the food is delicious. This, that was at Bo's house, but the, that guy, I think it's Emmanuel, I think it was his name, but uh, he started cooking. They started cooking all this food. Man, it was the best. That's taco meat, y'all. Like, I'm ruined. Like, it was good. Um, this here was just another, I have probably about 300 pictures. We're not doing that, but I'm only going to show a couple uh, but this here was a youth gathering, which was several villages, several different places coming in with their youth. And you thought it was youth, but it ended up being kids and adults and everybody. And we had different worshipers, and they had dramas. And this was more of a city atmosphere, so influenced more by big city stuff. Um, but, man, there were so many testimonies that day by brothers and sisters down there that are, that are local people um, sharing their testimony of what Father did for them and just wrecked them. And 
So just another opportunity to share. You can click another one if there are any more. There any more back there, Burr? None? Okay, cool. That was enough to talk about that. I have a lot, uh, but it's the same stuff. You, you go in places and, uh, man, you just need to share the gospel. You don't need to know language. You don't need to deal with anything. You don't need to know any of that stuff. You know, at first, Bo speaks for you. And when we were going into the original ones, it was, I would speak, and when you're talking, you have to stop because he has to translate it. And then you have to pick back up. So I was losing track of what I was going to say because sometimes I just start talking and I'm just like, this is what the Lord wants to say. Well, I'd get halfway through it and realize I got to stop so he can tell him. And then I'd miss the other half. <laughs> like, I don't know where I was going with that one. I was like, I'll say that in Spanish. <laughs> I was like, I'm a little lost. Um, so you would do that and then uh, and they would share for you. So I'm telling you, there's ways. Um, uh, there's ways to get the word out to people that you don't even speak their language. So there's nothing that stops you from sharing the gospel. And if you're confused what that is, is just really telling them that Jesus died for your sins, y'all. And you got to believe in him. And you share your testimony. Just tell them how good he was to you. And it gets a little more in-depth than that. But it's stuff that needs to be understood. You need to be comfortable enough to walk outside of church and go tell somebody how much Jesus loves them. I'm telling you, if you can't do that, then you're not lost. You just need to work on it. You need to remember how important it was to you. Because that stuff used to bug me. And I was never taught this. You know, I gave my heart to Christ. I just walked in and no one pulled me aside. No one said, fill out this paperwork, nothing. I just was like, get wrecked and go, I don't know what to do now. And go home and try to figure out how to worship. And you've heard this a million times. The only thing I could worship to was Randy Travis because he sang gospel. I was like, I don't know what else. He's the only, it mentions church and everything he sings. So I didn't know what to do. And the only time that I felt comfortable was when I was worshiping. But no one told me anything. No one shared anything with me. Nobody told me what the next step was. Um, you know, but then once you get that, when you, when you have a story like that, it's kind of easy to go back to somebody and say, well, I don't know. The easiest way for me to tell you about the gospel is tell you what he did in my life. That's it. This is who I was. This is what he did. Why? Because he loves me. That's why. And he loves you. And they don't hear that a lot. Um, they don't hear that a lot. So it, it's just, it, there, there's a lot of barriers down there. Well, they have idols down there, just like you, we have idols up here. Everywhere, every city you go in down there, you see a big statue of something that they worship more than Jesus. And it tells you where you're walking into. And they don't like you. In fact, the village where the sisters lived, we went by this big Catholic um, church. And they looked at us. There was guys outside, stared us down the entire time because they've had people go in there before when they were sharing the gospel. And they were taking money from the priests because you want forgiveness for your sins, you're going to pay. I'm sorry, and, and it, it's just different. Very corrupt in what they do. Those priests are not good people, not with kids, not with anything. And it happens all the time. So they were going in, and the gospel's being preached, and the, the priest went out and bought a bunch of alcohol for all the guys in the church and said, when you get drunk enough, you guys are going to go beat up all the Christians. And that's what they did. And they hung up the guy that was the leader of all the Christian group going in preaching by his hands and left them hanging there. So um, 
that's how they treat people that preach the gospel. Why? Because it takes away from their profit. There's a profit margin down there. So it's just different. So there's idols down there. They, they, they worship different things. We have idols here. You all have idols here. We worship money. We worship success. We worship jobs. We worship our homes. We worship everything. Anything you put before Jesus is an idol. And it happens to all of us. You'll find something one day that's just more important. And, and that's your idol. And it's all over the place, so it's no different. I want to go into 2 Corinthians. I'm going to, I'm going to read from uh, 5, 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 20. And this is pretty much, you know, I would, I could, I like to preach mostly out of, you know, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, which is what I preached a lot when I was down there after I shared my testimony. I also get into Jeremiah and encourage brothers and all kinds of stuff, but I want to read from from this one. So um, here it's just Paul. He's, um, he's talking about the work that the apostles had done and um, continue to do for Christ. Uh, but he's telling people not to be, you know, he's not bragging. He's just saying, you know, this is what we're doing because you need to have, to have an answer for this. You need to be, you know, almost like you're, you need to be confident enough to go out and do the same thing because it's right. So he picks it up in verse 14. It says, either way, Christ." Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. This is huge. You give your heart to Christ and his love controls you. It'll steer you. It'll guide you. His love controls you. That's how it's supposed to be. We're not supposed to live for ourselves, but a lot of times we'll take advantage of the whole salvation thing, born again thing, and then say, okay, well, that was good. <laughs> now let me go back to doing what I was doing. If I ever need the church again, I'll come back. That's not what this is about. This is about his love for you, controlling you, controlling, you know, it's Hitting that tuning fork in your, in, your, in your gut, in your stomach, in your heart, that when he speaks, it starts shaking, and you just do what he tells you to do. That's his love controlling everything you do. That's what this walk is supposed to be about. It's not about what we want to do. It's about what he wants us to do. We're only here for a period of time, and it's not so we can figure out how much money we can make and how successful we can be till we die. He put us here on purpose, and that purpose is to bring the gospel and preach the gospel and get people saved and save souls and share his word and share his love. And Amen. that's what we're here for, and we do that when he tells us where and when to do it. Amen. We got that all confused. The, you know, ch church tends to be a thing where we just want to go to to have fun on Sunday morning and check it off the list and say that, man, pastor spoke something good this morning. And I'm not getting on you. I love y'all. But I can do this with you because you're family. You need to receive it that way. Because we got to change the way we think. Amen. It's repentance, y'all. We might have done it one way, and it might not be sin, but we can change the way we think, and we can do it a different way from here on out. That's what this is about. He says that, that he died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. So there you go. Die to yourself. 
And I don't mean just go sit on your front porch and do nothing and then call the church to come pay your bills. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> like, he, he, look, at, I believe we have doctors and lawyers and people that work in schools and people that work at the car wash and people that work all over the place on purpose. And, and you're supposed to do that, but you're supposed to bring the gospel with you. Everywhere you go, you're supposed to bring that with you. You don't leave it at home because you're going to work. You don't want to offend somebody. Because there's people that you are their last chance. God divinely puts you in front of them to share something. And if you don't know what to share, let them talk and he'll, he'll just, man, he will just download it to you. We got on the airplane going down there and um, from Dallas to Mexico and this young girl is 20 years old. Um, she, her mom's in Mexico. Uh, she, was, uh, she was sitting right next to me. And at first she didn't say anything, but when I offered a piece of gum, she said, thank you. And I was like, ooh. I was like, you are <laughs> She was like, well, yeah, I live in the States. I'm a Mexican citizen. I live in the States. Um, and I was like, okay. And I really didn't want to talk, so I didn't. And she just, she asked me what I was doing. So I shared with her where I was going and what I was doing. And she says, oh, are, are you uh, um, a Christian? And she had the the cross and everything on her and I was like with it and she had like you know uh Mary and, and rosemary's and all that the beads and everything and I'm like I am a Christian well man she just started downloading everything about her life the entire trip so I just sat there everything from her her uh I said rosemary's rosary beads <laughs> Kevin's talking to me while I'm up here and he's trying to set me up it was rosemary. It goes in with cooking with everything. But <laughs> the cool part was is that I opened my ear, and because I opened my ear, the Holy Ghost took over. And she started telling me about everything. She got married young, and her husband's doing this and this, and her dad's been out of her life, and she's crying, and I'm just sitting there like, I can't even fly to Mexico without somebody. This is going in. It was different going in. I wasn't prepared. I just wanted to give her a piece of gum because she's like, I've never flown before. It's my first time. I haven't seen my mom in three years. My dad doesn't talk to me. My husband just left me. And I'm like, oh, that's where this is going. <laughs> it's like, man. But that's, that was my attitude going in. But I let her talk the entire time. Um, and it was awesome. And I did what I normally do, which is just listen and, and, and love on her. Um, but God will open that door. You don't have to do anything sometimes. He's going to position you beside some young girl going to Mexico that was probably only one of the four people that spoke English on that flight <laughs> so that she could share what she was going through so that I could just say, you know what, can I pray for you? I don't know what else to do. Um, we just got to be in tune with that. You, you've got to be so aware of your surrounding when you're at Walmart, wherever you are. You know, if you're standing in line at Walmart and you're in a hurry... And you see this single mom with a baby behind you, and it's just frustrating, and she's got the baby crying. And, and why not just turn around and say, can I help? What can I do for you? Anything? Anything. And that's sharing the gospel. It's not that hard. It's just doing what you know best. It's, it's, it's letting his love flow out of your heart into other people. And when the opportunity comes, man, you can just plug in whatever you want to plug in. That young man yesterday that was flying the Apache helicopter, <laughs> he was sitting there, and we talked the whole, you know, that's how God worked it out. 
You put them next to me, we're talking about planes. Well, there's one thing I know a whole bunch about. We're talking about air speeds and takeoff times and thrusts and all this stuff. And I'm like, and we're talking about my plane. He goes, yeah, I know the C-17. I'm like, cool, let's talk about it. And we talked for an hour and a half. And then he goes, so where are you coming back from? And I was like, Mexico, we were on a mission trip. Want to see some pictures? <laughs> and I just started going into it. And I'm like, and this is, and I shared my testimony. I said, man, this is what God did in my life. And man, he saved my life because I was in the military and it was rough. And I was doing all kinds of stuff. And I was away from my family and I was doing this deployed. And he was just like, wow. And he just wanted to see more pictures. He goes, so what are you guys doing in there? And I'm like, just what I'm doing right now. I'm <laughs> just sharing the gospel, man. And he was so curious and so thankful. And he's just a young man getting ready to go to Korea um, for a year. So, um, but that's the door that gets opened up. You know, and that was on the way back. So I was in a different, I was like, you're ready. Like, I'm sorry, like, but this is going to get out. The whole time we were talking about planes, I'm like, come on, Lord, like, open that door. Like, open the cargo door <laughs> so I can just jump in instead of jump out. And, uh, and he does it. So you've got to be in tune to that. You've got to be in tune to the Holy Spirit wherever you go. You've got to remember that what comes out of you where you're at is your representation of him. So you need to think about that. You need to think about how you talk to people, how you yell at people, how you treat people. Everything is an example of him inside of you. So think about that before you say something to the waitress. Think about that before you wave to somebody on the highway. Because you think the driving is bad here, go to Mexico. Whew. I was buckled up in the back seat hanging on. And there's like no driving rules. Like you just go, like you just drive all over, like wherever you want to go. <laughs> I mean, there's speed limits and stuff, but I'm, that's about how that works. I was like, man, this is crazy. So here's the thing. You got to die to your old ways of life and live for him. We'll go to verse 16 there. It says, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. Remember, they, they didn't look at Christ like that. They, they saw him as a false teacher. They, that's how everybody looked at Christ from a human point of view. So how are you looking at people? You're looking at it through your spiritual eyes or you're looking at it through your, your, your human eyes, your natural eyes? I'm telling you, if you look at people through a spirit, it's only love, y'all. It doesn't matter what you look like, what country you're from. It's all love. That's the spirit eyes, love. And if you look at people with those eyes, we can't do this wrong. Amen. Problem is we don't do that. We don't do that. We start judging people. We start putting on different glasses to look at people. It's just, and you see it from a whole different perspective. Ah, but yeah, the old life is gone. The new has begun. In other words, like your new life, people should know. If people that, that, that know you or people that are around you don't know you're a Christian, something's wrong. Something is completely wrong. It's because you're hiding it. And why are you hiding it? Like, I know what he did in my life. I don't want to hide that from people. I've been in spots where they make you hide it. In the military, you can't share that stuff all the time. I remember a guy, and I shared this story a while ago. They came into my office once, 
And uh, I was playing some just worship music in the office, and he comes and he goes, Oh, man, I didn't know you were a Christian. I'm like, I've been here for three years. It checked me up real quick. I was like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean that you didn't know I was a Christian? And I started playing everything back in my head going, what am I doing wrong that this guy doesn't know I'm a Christian? Just because I can't go out and carry my Bible around, you should know by my actions. You should know by how I treat people. And I started evaluating in my head like, I'm a jerk. (laughs) I'm sarcastic. I pick on people. That was me just going through my head saying all the stuff. After he said that, I really had to do a self-evaluation and go, why is it that people don't know you're a Christian? That should, they, they, should, they should expect it. Like when you come, as you're walking towards it, you're going, man, I'm going to hear something good today. They shouldn't be going, oh, man. <laughs> or they might be going, oh, man. <laughs> oh, I don't want to hear it today. <laughs> That's when you just jump on them, <laughs> fill their ears full of the love. But, but yeah, so evaluate yourself. How do people know you? What do they relate you to? How are you tied in? Verse 18 says, and, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. That's your job. Once you give your heart to him, your job is to reconcile people back to him. That's what we're here for. Everything we do should be turning people like that. Mm, just restoring, reconcile, restoring, restoring a relationship. Oh, man. All right, verse 19, because I said I was going to go through 20. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be an offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. There's your gospel. There's your gospel. We are ambassadors. And if you don't, I mean, an ambassador, you probably know what it is, but ambassadors, we'll send ambassadors to different countries, and they carry the the authority of the United States of America to another country to speak for the president, to speak for us. In the kingdom, we are Christ's ambassadors. In this world, we are Christ's ambassadors. We carry that authority with us where we walk. We represent them. We represent him. We represent the kingdom. Everything we do, we are an ambassador. So how are we going to treat people? Hmm. What are you going to do? And what are you going to do when you get that moment to just be an ambassador? You going to let it go by? Are you, you know, for me, I just never really knew, like, trust me, I was that guy where I'm like, don't you dare come up and knock on my door on a Wednesday <laughs> and witness to me. <laughs> I just didn't like that. I'm like, that's not what I needed. When I see people, when I'm driving down the road with a big sign on the side of the road that says turn or burn, that frustrates me. Yeah. <laughs> They're just doing the best thing they know how to do. I wouldn't do it that way. Maybe some people get reached that way. I'd rather come sit down at your home, eat some dinner, and just love on you. That's what we do in the villages. You show up, eat dinner, love on people. So you got to decide what's the best way for you 
to be an ambassador. You know, how do you feel you can reach people? But the gospel works. I'm not. The gospel works. Not today, Satan. I don't know who that was. <laughs> it's, hey, don't Google anything with Siri about God. It doesn't answer. I'm just throwing that one out there. <laughs> it's like, cannot find the answer. I'm sure you can't. <laughs> so what stops you from being an ambassador? That's my question today. What's stopping you from inviting somebody to church or sharing the gospel? Because if you, can't, if, if you don't feel comfortable with it, that's fine. But what are you doing to compensate for that? What, what are you doing to say, okay, if I don't feel comfortable just loving on somebody and telling them how Jesus changed my life, did I at least invite them and bring them to church so somebody could? Or did I invite them to a small group and get them into a group of people that love Jesus, that can love on them so they can get a different perspective about what's going on in their life? I mean, honestly, think about this. When's the last time you invited somebody to church and bugged them until they blocked you or drove by their house and brought them? When's the last time you did that? Think about that. Because you would think I do it all the time, but I don't. I love on people all the time, but... Sometimes I forget to say, hey, <laughs> come to church on Sunday. But I love on them. And I'm not doing this. We're not trying to, I'm serious. We're not trying to grow a big church. That's not what this is about. This is about getting people completely wrecked, understanding who they are, sons and daughters, understanding an identity, and getting out and changing the world. Which means even if they come in for one day and we plant a seed and then they go out and that seed grows and pretty soon they're changing the world. That's what this is about. This is not about building a big church. I'll tell you right now, we are not going to go over one service. <laughs> there you go. I'm not filling this place up. They'll be out in the foyer. That's fine. By then, we better have equipped somebody to go start a church because that's how we do it. We are not going to have multiple services and grow some big campus to go, you know, so we can be the biggest church in town. I don't care about that. I would much rather have sons and daughters just loving on Jesus and getting out there and changing the world because that's what we're supposed to do. Okay, but that can't happen if you don't bring them in. That can't happen if you don't share the gospel. That can't happen if you just don't invite them. And then we'll find a place for them. God will find a place for them. Man. Like I said, I'm just speaking today, but I'm speaking from my heart. Yeah, this is good. Just don't be, don't be embarrassed about your testimony. A lot of times we don't want to share what we've been through because we're embarrassed over it. I'm telling you, when you say, when you share your testimony with the right person, it's the right testimony. It'll change them. It'll wreck them. They need to know that, that the person you are, I love it when I share my testimony and people just look at me like, like, really? I mean, I said some stuff that Bo ain't even ever heard because I forgot about him. Afterwards, he's like, okay. <laughs> I was like, yes, sir. 
That's me. All them years ago. Uh, Pastor DJ. <laughs> People love that one. I'm telling you. Because God will use your past to promote his promise. He really will. If you let him. He'll take it. He'll take your past. And man, through you, you're just going to be a big billboard for him. A lot of times we have, we just don't want to share that because we're just ashamed of it. Man. Don't let an opportunity pass because you don't know who's listening. You don't know who's going through what they're going through and what they've been through. And they feel like there's no escape because no one's ever been through what they're going through and they're sitting in church. And you have the answer, and God put them right next to you. And it's not one of these crazy things. Like, <laughs> I asked Brother Bo, I was like, all right, tell me, like, what do you do when you walk through the villages? Do you just say, do you know Jesus? <laughs> He's like, no, they all know Jesus. He's hanging on the wall. He's hanging on the cross. He goes, you can't say that. Like, because they'll all agree, yeah, we know him. He goes, you just got to get in there and love on him and then tell him what he did in your life. And I was like, that sounds way too easy. He's like, oh, but it's not. You just get up there and do it. And he'll give you, he'll fill your mouth up and, and the people that need to hear it will hear it. So, ah. so that's my big thing is that we are called to share the gospel. Everywhere. Everywhere. Um. So what's that mean? There's, you know, we were down there and we got to spend time with a lot of people. Um, Brother Brandon and his wife Heather, they came up when Bo got uh, seated in over um, at Courts of Praise. So they came in. You might have seen their son. He, he had the crutches and um, and their younger son. That's that's Josh and their younger son AJ. And they have a daughter Christina who's in school in the states, but she's as a 20 year old runs an entire children's ministry and is just like. I'm like, wow, these kids are powerful. Um, so we went down there. We got to drive across country down there to go see them. And he showed me that he's like, look, man, when they came in 20-some years ago with Bo, and, and he showed me all, you know, we were walking and talking, and, and he showed me all the stuff that God's done and all the villages and all the places he's been and the ministries that are happening. And he goes, but we don't know how we did it. He goes, most of the time we're just broke just trying to survive. And he's like, so, and then somebody came down and blessed him, bought him 15 acres of land, and then blessed him to build on those 15 acres this, like, amazing home is being built right now so that they can do ministry out of it, and they can raise up and train the brothers and sisters. that They're, they're bringing people out of drugs, out of addictions, out of all kinds of stuff. They have a coffee plantation, um, which they don't make a whole lot of money on, but they use that as an opportunity to bring people in to work so that part of their work is to, to, to do Bible studies and love on them. And then they turn into going into villages and preaching the gospel. They, they have, when you get locals down there, I guess that's what I'll call them, it's, they, they have a better influence than you do because they can speak the language and people know who they were. Like they're like, ah, there's something different about that guy because last time we saw him, he wasn't that way. And now he's preaching the gospel. Okay, so what they're doing is they have a ministry doing that. And they, they ran equal with, with Brother Bo and Mama Rachel on just different, they, were, they had different areas um, that they were running to. So we got to spend time with them. And that's his vision down there is he goes, man, we're going to train up 
Uh, we're going, we want missionaries to come in. We want to train them the right way to do this. Um, we want to get them out in the field and let them do stuff. Some will stay. Some will, some will leave. It doesn't matter. But they, they have a facility to do that now. They're, they're growing that facility. Uh, and I've invited him in to come share their message. So he hasn't given me a date yet. But hopefully this year before December. We're going back in December. Okay, I made that commitment to Bo that we're going to go back in December. And we're going to bring whoever wants to come. So you need to, to, to search that in your heart. Because here's what I believe. If you've never experienced it, that could be what God's always called you to. And it doesn't mean you're going to be a missionary. You could, be, you could go down there and say, you know, I just heard this morning. Like, I went down there and they stayed. <laughs> you know, you could do that. Now, that could happen. You could walk down there and go, this is what I've been called to. This is the passion in my life. And you say, this is what I'm going to do. But you might just get down there, get that, walk through that experience what I experienced and come back and go, man, I feel more bold now to go share this to, to, to my community, to, to, to this region. It doesn't matter. There's so much in that. Uh, and don't let money stop you. We'll figure out a way to raise the money. Right now, I looked at tickets, and they were like $616 round trip. Okay, but if that's something you need, come talk to me. If that's been on your heart, you want to know more. But, and this is not like go in and watch everybody do ministry. This is you doing ministry. Like, you're going to walk into the villages, and you're going to share your testimony, so, and you're going to see the power of that. Um, but it does. It needs funding. So some people are like, yeah, that's great, <laughs> but I don't want to go. Like, I was that guy. I'm that guy. I said, I will never be a missionary. I will never do that. Um, I believe I've been put in this city as a mission. This is my mission. I've been planted in this city. Um, I've got a whole city that God put in front of us here in Millbrook that said, you're supposed to father a city, so let's get out there and father a city. And I know that's my mission field. Does that mean I'm not going to go down there? Absolutely not. Every time I go down there, I get a different perspective. Every time. That's, that's my goal. I want to see something else that's going to change the way I think about how we can do things. But I also want to be that person that helps get you down there. Because you don't know if that's something for you until you experience it. So if there's a, a, a bubble in your heart on that, just a little bit. And you said, you know what, I need to do that. Maybe I want to experience that. You come talk to me so we can start setting this up because the sooner the better. And if you go, you know what, that's not me. I can't do that. But you want to financially support that, you let us know. Because you can pave the way for somebody to go down and experience something they'll never, ever be able to experience. So don't let money stop you from saying, I want to go. Okay? And don't let your blessing, because you have money, that might be what God's given you. You have the gift to give. And you might have the capability of doing that. And if that's what you want to do is bless somebody, don't, don't stop that. Because the person you bless, it could change their life forever. Okay? So there's a lot of stuff uh, that, that we can do out of this and through this. It's just, it's so big. We just can't cross it off the list and say we did it. Um, so that's my challenge to you. I'm not even going to get into this rest of this stuff. I had so much I wanted. Not really. There's stuff. I don't need to talk about it. It's not that important. So here's my goal. I want to increase our training in the mission field. It doesn't mean just, like I said, overseas. It means mission field. So I'm going to figure out a way to do that. I'm going to figure out a way to get connected in that. If you have information on that, if you have experience in that, come talk to me. You know, and I know we have, we have a path. That's not the problem. We have a way. God so perfectly put the right people in our family, Bo and Rachel, that that's what they did for 23 years. They're still doing it. And on the other end of that, um, Cheo and Michelle and Jaden 
Martine, they are literally operating on nothing. They get what Bo can give them. And if you don't know what it costs to, you know, they have a couple motorcycles and they have a truck. Um, but Bo and Rachel pay the rent. They pay all that stuff. And these guys, I asked them on our drive, I said, what, what's the difference of being a, being a brother right now and sharing the way you share with this being your mission? What's different than this from what you had before? And they go, not being able to do what we want to do. <laughs> they go, we don't have money to just go down and, and do stuff. Because everything they get, I mean, they're waking up and filling up the truck and driving the truck. And they're going in, they're trying to bless the villages, and they're trying to do what they can do. So financially, anything we do to support them is what we're doing to support Bo and Rachel and their mission too. So I've already made a commitment from us personally to support them monthly. And if that's something you want to do, you can get with me. Uh, you, you can come talk with me. And I, I don't have their Mama Rachel is supposed to give me the information on how to, how to do that. You can get it through PayPal. Or you can, if you want to give to the church that way and say, hey, we want to start supporting them through the church, you can put that information on there and we'll make sure they get that monthly. It doesn't take a whole bunch, but I think you know, it, it, it takes some. I mean, these guys are doing the works of the ministry. And their whole family's doing. They're running. They're doing everything right now, and it just takes money to support that. The good part about Mexico, it's like twenty to one on the dollar. I mean, we fed like eighteen people at a restaurant. It cost eighty dollars. I was like, "Woo! Thank you, Jesus." <laughs> I was like, "This is awesome." Like, there's some good stuff down there, and that was the best food I've ever had. So, uh, um, it's really good. So, you just think about that: how you can support, what you want to do. Because I'm telling you, Brother Bo, Brother Brandon, what they're doing down there, they're making a big difference. And that's not the only mission field. So if your heart's not being pricked to help there, don't worry. I'm like three weeks or four weeks, I'm going to Africa. And, and I've got two weeks over and been in Africa. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be about the same way. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get wrecked. I'm pretty sure i'm gonna be sharing my testimony quite a few times and i'm pretty sure god's going to use it in a mighty way but he's going to give me a different perspective about a different place we already support them over there you know because we have an orphanage over there we support with paul sheree who came in and shared that so that's part of that i'm really excited about that just to see her again but and see what god wants to do but that might be something else you want to i i, I don't know I, I, that's up to you i just know that that we can do more and we can help and Sometimes if you don't know about it, you don't know how to help. Well, I'm telling you, <laughs> that's it. And if we don't get any more, that's fine. That means it wasn't meant to be. But if we do, you might be a huge blessing uh, to people that are just trying to do the works where they can. All right, I think that's all I got this morning. So stand to your feet. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. Come on up. You know, I think the, uh, the easiest way to end this is, is to let you know you have a testimony. And for some of you, you don't know what that testimony is because you haven't surrendered yet. And sometimes you just got to give it over to him. Because you can't earn your way into heaven. It's a free gift. But you got to accept it. It's through faith. You got to have faith in him. You got to have faith to trust him. Man, when you have faith in him, he will change your world. 
Your identity will change. He can change your name. He can change everything about you if you let him. And it's free. It's not like you have to go earn it and stuff. You don't have to go to the mission field. You don't have to do all that stuff. You don't even have to share it with your neighbor. But man, sometimes you just got to turn back to him. Just turn your heart back to him. Sometimes we get lost in the mix. You just got to repent. Change the way you think. Surrender back to God. Let him do what he wants to do in your life. I can't do that for you. So I can't say a prayer that does that for you. That's between you and him. So as we go back into this, whatever you were going to play and worship, I want you to take a moment to, to think about your relationship with him. Think about where you stand with him. And if you think you need to make something better, maybe for the first time, or maybe you just go, you know what? I've just been a train wreck, and it's time to get this thing fixed and back on the right track. We're going to have some prayer partners up here for you. If you, want, if you need prayer, if you want prayer, I want you to come get it. Um, and if you want to make that decision this morning to just surrender your heart to him and you don't know how to do that, we'd love to help you. Love to walk you through it. But man, you can do it right where you're sitting. It's just to cry out to him. Ask him for forgiveness, surrendering. Ask him to come in and change your life. You can do that. But we want to pray with you. We want to help you. So we're going to go back into this and I just want you to take a moment. Take a moment and think about where you stand today. How are you as an ambassador? What are you doing? Are you doing your part? Or is your part just showing up, serving? None of that's bad. I'm not trying to say that coming to church is bad. I'm not trying to say that you serving is bad. But man, if you're only serving the people in this church, we're not changing the world. We're just changing people in the church. <laughs> and sometimes we're not even doing that. We're just supporting them and serving them. We got to get outside the walls. We got to get out there and love on some people that ain't been loved on. So think about that. Where are you? Where are you this morning? Let that be on your heart. And if during this time you want to give, um, I don't even know. James, yeah, we can, we, can, we can put it. I always forget about giving. It's not that I don't honor giving. Giving is absolutely amazing, and we can't do what we do if you don't give. That's huge. But once again, I don't want you giving out obligations. I'll say it over and over again. Give with a cheerful heart. If you're angry and mad because you got to give, no one told you you have to give. So I'd rather you keep that than put it in the offering bucket. <laughs> but man, if you feel that on your heart this morning, it's time to give. And uh, you can do that. We'll have uh, the ushers will be standing at the door when you want to leave. We'll have a basket out there. You can give online. We have ways to give online if you want to do that. Most of you do that. So I appreciate that. Right now, I just want to pray for you and then we'll turn it over to worship and then let you do what you want to do. If you want to leave, you can leave. If you want to worship, you can worship. If you need prayer, come on up and get prayer. So, you want to go to the side? I don't know how loud it's going to get. Prayer partners, go to the, go to the crosses. Because we got crosses on either side of the room. We just know when we worship, sometimes these speakers go and it's hard to hear. So, if you need prayer, we'll have prayer partners over at the crosses on either side of the room. They'd love to pray for you. You don't, don't even have to come down front. So, all right, Father, well, I did what you told me to do, Lord. So we ask you to have your way. Touch everybody in this room. Touch their hearts. Open their minds to new ways of doing things. Open our hearts to new way of doing things. Father, saturate us with your love today to when we leave out of here, that love flows out of us and lands on every person that comes even 
an inch to a mile away from us, Lord. I want it to be that saturated, Lord. Let your word come out of our mouth. Come on, fill us up so much, Lord, that we can't, we can't wait to share your love with other people and to share who you are. So, Father, just continue to work on us. Father, for those that need to know you, give them courage. Give them courage to, to just step out in faith and let you love on them this morning. Father, touch our brothers that are overseas doing what they do for you. Touch their families, bring favor upon them. Touch them all, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, we love you, we love you. We surrender everything to you. Have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's worship. So faithful, Jesus. You're so faithful. You're so faithful. And there is no.